0: Living in a pandemic raises a lot of questions. Thankfully, we have answers. As our lives have changed quickly, the Union Tribune has shifted focus to detailed life during the pandemic. With our new live blog, we've been asking readers for coronavirus questions and posting when we have the answers. Today is Thursday, April 9th. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your coronavirus update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Morgan Cook, your reporter on the Watchdog team at the Union Tribune, and you've been helping out with the coronavirus coverage by answering some of the questions that we all have about this pandemic. Our lives have changed drastically in a short amount of time, and any answers that are researched are welcomed. So I'm going to go through and read all the questions that you've answered on the live blog. Let's start with this one. Let's say I'm a print subscriber. Do I need to sanitize the print UT?
1: Um, Okay, so our production process is fully automated, um, which means that we have the minimum human contact with newspapers as we can. And the distribution companies, uh, they've been working with carriers to protect people's health. And so they do handle the newspapers uh, and packaging, but they've been practicing social distancing, washing their hands, using their gloves and and hand sanitizers. Uh, So... You know, the concerns, though, are real and we totally understand why people, you know, are kind of nervous about bringing in their paper. Uh, And so if you feel nervous about that, uh, we recommend wiping or spraying the plastic bag with a hand sanitizer before you bring it into your house.
0: So more or less low risk is probably a safe way of putting it, right?
1: We think that it's probably low risk. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Number two. How long can coronavirus live on various surfaces?
1: The coronavirus, we don't really know exactly how long this coronavirus can survive on certain surfaces, different surfaces, because we uh, don't know enough about it yet, and we haven't had enough time to do all that research. So uh, there have been a few papers, though, that have come out, and they have uh, sort of suggested that the virus can live for... About three hours in the air, like -hmm. in little water droplets in the air uh, and about three hours on printed paper uh, and about 24 hours on cardboard and like up to four days on steel and plastic surfaces uh, so it kind of depends, and it also is important to remember that even though the virus can be detected on these surfaces for these amounts of time, it doesn't necessarily mean that the virus is is strong enough to infect someone with casual contact, because viruses start to decay um, outside of the body in pretty short order. You know, they begin to decay kind of early in the process, and so as time passes, they get weaker and weaker. So while you might be able to detect it after three hours, it might not be strong enough to infect you.
0: Yeah, that's some research that I've been reading as well, is that the amount of virus that you're in contact with, is there's a relationship to how intense your symptoms are. So a healthcare worker, for instance, who is in contact with many COVID patients would theoretically experience a more intense bout of COVID-19 compared to someone who got extremely unlucky and got it from, you know, someone running down the street and inhaling, you know, their, their, uh, breath.
1: Right. I mean, you know, the smaller, the dose that you ingest into your body, you know, the smaller the amount of virus that you ingest into your body, uh, probably the better off he will be in terms of avoiding infection, minimizing infection.
0: So Let's say I'm uh, using face masks, not the medical kind, of course, because those should be given to medical workers, but I'm wearing a bandana or I made one I have a t-shirt. How do I keep that clean?
1: Um, the best way to keep it clean, if it's a cloth face mask, uh, the recommendation is to wash it in uh, warm, soapy water, machine wash it, just normal, uh, and then dry it on, you know, with higher heat. And so that should do the trick. You should wash it. Um, every time you wear it or at least daily and when you're, when you've finished wearing your face mask and you're ready to wash it, uh, you should put it aside, maybe in like a paper bag or something just sort of on its own, uh, to wait, to be washed so that you don't get virus on anything else.
0: Makes sense. And that kind of goes in line with other advice we've been hearing It's that, you know, don't go grocery shopping every day, plan it out minimize your contact, and that goes for, you know, our clothes as well.
1: That is, that is correct.
0: So this question is a little depressing, but still a question. What happens to someone's real estate if they die without relatives or a will?
1: What happens typically, generally, uh, if somebody dies without any will or an, a living heir, um, and no living heirs have presented themselves to the court? Uh, to make the court aware of them. When that happens, typically in general, um, the estate goes to probate court and probate court decides what to do with it. And if they haven't been able to find any heirs, then they can do a legal process called a cheat, E-S-C-H-E-A-T, I don't know, whatever. Uh, They could do a legal process through which the estate is transferred to the state of California as unclaimed property. So once that process starts, there's a window of time uh, when a living heir could come forward and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I want to try to claim this estate. Um, And then there would be a legal process to figure out how to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. So it sounds like there's a decent amount of time before the property would become the property of the state.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And this question uh, has changed a little bit in recent times as uh, law enforcement have been a little more strict. But uh, the question as presented was, are sheriff's deputies giving out the $1,000 fine to people sitting in their cars at the beach?
1: Okay, so this question, uh, the answer is a little bit nuanced. They have not been giving out $1,000 parking tickets, right? They have been... Uh, citing people, it's a misdemeanor violation under a section of the California Government Code that, uh, that relates to these emergency public health orders. And so if you violate an order under this Government Code section, you could be cited with a misdemeanor violation. And then you would go to court if you want to contest it. And if you are convicted, then the court would decide punishment for you. So they could fine you up to $1,000 or send you to be imprisoned for up to six months. But exactly what you would end up paying or what punishment you would get if you were convicted sort of depends. Um, and it you know it wouldn't necessarily be $1,000. Um, but the the citation is for violating the orders by either being out and about, for non-essential business. So recreation, not supposed to be out and about doing that. Um, and you're not supposed to be in closed parking lots and and those types of things. So you can be cited for kind of just being out to do your thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are the approved things that you can do to go outside?
1: You can walk around in your neighborhood. You should try to stay as far away as you can from other people, you know, at least six feet. Uh, When you're out walking around, you can walk your dog. You can run outside in your neighborhood. Um, You can go to the grocery store, the pharmacy. If you have, if you're an essential worker, you can go to work. Uh, You just shouldn't be out recreating and, you know, out unnecessarily. Mm -hmm.
0: So this question is about quarantining and it reads, my family members live in a different home, but close to me. How long do we have to stay quarantined at our respective homes before it's safe to move between homes?
1: So right now, um, you're not really supposed to be moving between homes at all, if you can avoid it. You know, if it's not essential or emergency. Um, so you are supposed to stay home. But the the period that one would need to be quarantined to uh, to know that they are safe to be in contact with others, is 14 days. Mm-hmm. But you you shouldn't do it at all because, you know, obviously every time you're out, you risk picking up some virus.
0: So the safest thing would be everyone to stay in their respective homes, but like let's say if there's a caregiver situation, maybe have that person stay stay with the older relative or something like that to kind of reduce movement.
1: Right, and the name of the game is reducing movement. The name of the game is reducing contact with other people and the public and being outside. You're supposed to stay inside if you can.
0: So, if I'm a listener or a reader and I have a question, what's the best way of getting a hold of you or someone else in the UT that can answer them?
1: Um, I would recommend um, just using our little form. We have a form that you can get to uh, on the website that's for questions or tips fill out that little form, we'll get it, and, um, you know, we'll see what we can do.
0: All right. Morgan Cook, thank you so much. Thank you. Now, your coronavirus update. San Diego County health officials announced another jump in confirmed COVID-19 cases. The total is now 1,628. Four more deaths have been confirmed, and the death toll is now at 40. Officials also expanded changes to the county's health orders. Now workers at banks, in transit, rideshare, and daycare providers who serve food will have to wear a face covering starting Monday. People can listen and ask questions about San Diego Unified School District's distance learning during a telephone town hall tomorrow at 11 a.m. The town hall will be hosted by San Diego Unified Superintendent Cindy Martin and State Assemblyman Todd Gloria. They will discuss how San Diego Unified is moving toward instructing students remotely during the closures. Stone Brewing Company has issued layoffs. The amount wasn't specified, but the county's largest brewer had initially resisted cutting back due to the virus. From January 1st through March 10th, just 538 San Diego workers were laid off, based off of Warren filings with state and local employment agencies. Since then, 33,177 workers countywide have lost their jobs based on war notices sent by employers to the San Diego Workforce Partnership, which provides local employment services. Scripps Health announced Thursday that five hospitals are now outfitted with a point-of-care test that can detect the novel coronavirus in five minutes. Health officials have long said that increasing the region's testing capacity will be a critical tool in the fight against COVID-19. Without a better idea of how many people are afflicted, it's difficult to chart a course forward. They can do about 450 tests a day. A sailor on the San Diego-based Theodore Roosevelt is in the ICU after being found unresponsive in his room. As of Thursday, 416 sailors on the Roosevelt have tested positive for COVID-19, and most of the crew have now been tested. Results for about 1,000 sailors are not in yet. Chula Vista and National City have passed eviction moratoriums for both individuals and businesses. And finally, a San Diego landlord has sent an email to tenants criticizing the idea of a rent strike, saying that state and federal aid means that they should be able to pay. He wrote the email in response to letters circulating about a rent strike. There's a strike already happening in San Diego, but there are other planned strikes throughout the state and nation. Renters and tenants groups argue that many of them are out of work because of COVID-19 and landlords are afforded more protections than renters, such as mortgage deferments and other options. A renter forwarded the email to the Union Tribune calling it tone-deaf. Efforts to reach Pacific Living Properties for comment were unsuccessful. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free, without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news, at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want, if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.